Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin. I am the host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And today, I've got my little French bulldog, Bud, very excited that we have a guest in the house and um, very, very happily snoring loudly behind me. <laughs> so you might hear that a little bit as we go. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I am really excited to be dishing today with a newly married fellow entrepreneur and podcast host, Becca Wood. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. I know. I know. I'm so excited to hear about your wedding. And I know a little bit about it, but I don't know as much about it as I am going to after this episode. So we're all learning here together. Um, (laughs) So let's start off with how did you two meet? Oh, so I'm, I'm going to try to give you the short version. My <laughs> sister met my husband first. And oh. So he was friends with her then boyfriend, now husband. And um, she had met the guys were all hanging out one day and she went to meet them for lunch. And she quickly, you know, texted me after the meeting and she said, I met a guy. And I'm thinking you have a guy. And she's like, no, no, no for you. So I shut her down, of course, and, you know, didn't think anything of it. And fast forward a few months, she tells me to meet everyone, you know, they're out with a big group. And I walk in and see him and she just I kind of look over at her and she just gives me a little air nudge. And I just walk right over and introduce myself and the rest was history. (laughs) Oh, my God, I love that so much. Yeah. We always say that, you know, they were they were there from the beginning, my sister and brother-in-law, and my brother-in-law actually married us. So it came full circle. <laughs> that really did come full circle. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And does your sister live close to you? Like, is your family all local to where you are? Uh, so I am actually from Ohio. My parents are still there, but my sister is two years older. She moved out to Dallas and I followed quickly behind when I graduated. Oh my gosh. I love that. My mom's family is all from Ohio. So. Oh, really? Yeah, from the Toledo area and then Columbus and Cleveland areas too. Yeah. Perfect. It's such a good place to grow up, but I was I was ready for a change after undergrad. Yeah, it, it's a lot of cold winters with a lot of static. My hair, that was like the thing growing up that would always like drive me insane. I would like shock myself constantly <laughs> my hair would be I, I know that oh life. Boy. <laughs> oh boy. But I love Ohio. I, I love Ohio people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's so funny. I love that. I love sisters having the ability that this is something that I've always envied because um, I don't have a, a sister that I grew up with. Um, so, but you have that nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like such a fun sister thing. I feel like she's my best friend in addition to my sister. So uh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell me about the proposal. Oh my gosh. So if you guys remember a couple of years ago, I made nationwide news, not my proposal, but um, there was a huge winter storm in, in Texas and it shut down the city, did a lot of damage. And my parents actually happened to be in town. So typically it was COVID Oof. time, so they were driving from Ohio to keep things safe. My sister had a new baby at the time, 
And so they drove in, they spent a week at her house and then moved to my house to spend a second week there. And then they were going to drive back and they got stuck at my house for this winter storm. And so Danny, just knowing that, you know, with it being so hard for family to get together, he knew it would be really important for my parents to kind of be a part of that moment because who knew the next time we were getting together and we would be able to celebrate and all of those things. So he basically had my dad in on it and we went to walk the dog and I'm really low key and we're really low key as a couple. So we're walking the dog who had just had surgery. So we're both out there like trying to make sure he's steady and like did a quick lap and on the like ice covered sidewalks. And I'm like, I just want to go back. I'm cold. And he's like, uh, uh, you want to go back? And I'm like, yeah, why is this weird? <laughs> so he's like trying to stall. And my dad set out like flowers that he had, uh, my, that Danny had gotten me and um, a little bag. And so I'm, I'm such a brat. Okay. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there. Cause I, I sent him links, right. Of flowers that I want for <laughs> Valentine's day. And I'm sitting there going, we walk up and I'm like, those can't be for me. Cause those aren't the flowers. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's cute. Like my dad got my mom flowers. Like how did he pull that off in an ice storm like when they don't even live here? And Danny was like, "No, it's for you." <laughs> and at this point he thinks I'm probably like playing dumb, not realizing that this is, you know, the proposal. But I really like it didn't register in my head. <laughs> Because I figured, oh I figured like my parents would be obvious, and they would be like, "Let's take pictures, like get dressed up." And I'm sitting there in like, like stained tennis shoes and like sweatpants and whatever. And so we walk up, and he's like, "Open like the little bag." And so I'm like, "Okay." So I open it, and then I realize, of course, what it is at this point. And I feel like I probably dropped the dog's leash because I had been holding the dog. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like my, my dad appears and my mom was like out around the side of the house, like clicking photos and I turn around and, um, and you know, Danny like pops the question and, um, it's so, it was so like perfect. It was just, you know, make the best of a huge ice storm. And it was such a great memory. (laughs) That is such a wonderful way to remember that horrible ice storm that caused so many problems for (laughs) everyone in Texas. Yes. And we were definitely really lucky throughout it and didn't like lose heat or anything. So that definitely made the experience a lot nicer too, because I know it was bad for a lot of people, but, um, but it but was yeah. really good for you. And I love, <laughs> I love that you like have this great story from, and also like that isn't a common thing to have that backdrop. Right. So it really will mark that time for your proposal. You'll always, you know, really remember it in a very specific way. I I think that's really special. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Okay, so I don't know the answers to the following questions. (laughs) Um, Do I know the answers? (laughs) Hopefully. um, So we talked a little bit about this. So Mm -hmm. I was on Becca's podcast, Probably Bothered, which is Mm -hmm. fabulous, by the way. She's a wonderful interviewer. Um, And it just has lots of great business building info and and life stuff too. Um, (laughs) So um, I knew that she had gotten engaged, which is how I – or married. So that's how this – you know, I asked her to come on The Wedding Dish. But I don't really remember the whole story. So I know you got – engaged during COVID, obviously Mm -hmm. you have, you know, during the pandemic, um, and you got married during the pandemic Mm -hmm. by your brother-in-law. Um, (laughs) so 
Tell me a little bit about how the pandemic shifted, shaped this entire experience. Yeah. So I was really cautious. I still am probably the most cautious person in my family. And I am lucky enough on my side of the family to still have three grandparents who are with us. Um, Danny, unfortunately, on his side, um, his grandparents are no longer with us. But I really wanted to make sure that it felt safe and welcoming and that, you know, it was super important for me for them to be there. So because of that, we chose to get married in Cincinnati. Um, because my grandparents are in Cincinnati and in Cleveland. So it was, you know, easy for them to drive down and pretty centrally located. His whole family is in Wisconsin. So um, basically, everybody ended up driving except for our Texas crew. Yeah, that so, makes it pretty easy, yeah. manageable. So I actually, I have experience in the wedding industry. When I first graduated, I worked for a catering company and did only their wedding sales and their wedding events. And I never thought I was going to get married in Cincinnati because I know all of these vendors here in Dallas. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. I would do it here. I would use this group. I would use that group. Like, boom, we're done. But I really had to start over from scratch with COVID kind of throwing a wrench in the plans. Um, we ended up doing immediate family only. We did it at this lovely boutique hotel. And because of my experience in the wedding industry, I'm all about firsts. Like, I don't want my wedding to be like anybody else's. So we ended up being able to use a room that they had never used for a wedding before. Uh, we custom designed my ring. We custom designed my dress. Like, my brother-in-law has never married anybody else before. So <laughs> I, I love that there are all of these little pieces that no one else will really ever get to experience. Um, but then also, there were so many added benefits of the small wedding. And I think we can go, we can circle back to this, but I think it was really shocking to both sides of our family when we came out and said that was our plan. But by the end of it, I think they all saw why. And there were so many little moments, like I got ready with my sister, who was my matron of honor, um, my mom, and my two grandmothers, and my mother-in-law, like I don't know any, most weddings, I don't think you really have that chance because there's so many friends like kind of flitting about and you're worried about everyone else. But we just had the most calm, wonderful morning, like full of memories. And, uh, and then we, we had time for everybody there and time for ourselves. So it was, it was perfect. <laughs> I, that's really, really lovely. And I'm glad you were able to go to a location, even though it wasn't your initial plan, um, where you were able to bring everybody together and feel confident and comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so you are having a second celebration, correct? We are, yes. <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit about that too. Yeah. So that was part of the deal. <laughs> so our our parents, you know, uh, I think it took them a second to buy into the small wedding. But then, you know, once they did, there was a little bargaining that happened. <laughs> because, of course, that meant their siblings, you know, weren't able to attend our wedding. And so um, once we kind of sat down and, and thought through what might make it feel good for them too, we ended up coming up with, okay, we'll do, you know, the initial wedding with family only and then have a second celebration. So that one is coming up. So I am planning a whole second wedding in January of 2023, and it will be here in Dallas, which makes things a lot easier on me. Planning a wedding across the country is 
difficult, especially when you can't travel <laughs> to, to make yeah. So um, I'm really excited because it's basically just going to be a really big party. And that's, it's so much fun to plan when you like all of the, the formalities and the stress is like, we were married, we've done that. And now we can just plan a really great party. <laughs> that's really fun. And so are you going to wear your dress? If it still fits. <laughs> After your birthday gluten-free cake that you're not sharing with anyone? I am not sharing my cake. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I do think I will because, I mean, who gets a chance to wear their dress twice? Like, how fun is that? But also, I know, you know, a lot of people want to see me in it. So, um, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. That's so I did a very similar thing, but mm-hmm. in 2012, and um, we had what I called a garden party afterward because I wanted to set expectations that it wasn't like a full wedding. It was like yeah. sit down dinner and then like socializing. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, the wedding ceremony or anything. Um, and um, I wore my dress and I was actually surprised at the number of people who wanted to like take photos with me in my dress. Yeah. Um, so I think it's something that I, I'm glad that I did it. I didn't realize that it was going to be an important piece mm-hmm. and it ended up being kind of an important piece. So yeah. Cause there are people in your life, you know, like, yes, your wedding as a bride and groom is about the bride and groom, but there are so many people who have pictured that day for you and want to celebrate mm-hmm. with you. And I feel like the dress is just super symbolic of that. Yeah. So Yeah. I think I think that it's it's fun for me to wear it twice, but I think it's important for other people too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you, in that line, you sat down with your families before your wedding mm-hmm. and had a conversation about their expectations, their vision, their hopes, their dreams, what was important to them, mm-hmm. and to set expectations. Yeah, you know for. How was that conversation? Was that difficult? Um, what did you learn in that conversation that maybe we weren't expecting? Yeah, so I I had a lot of benefits of how our relationship has played out. Um, Danny and I have been together for a long time. So the proposal was a surprise, but the engagement was not a surprise. So we had a lot of time to talk to each other before anybody else really knew that you know the proposal was happening soon and figure out what we wanted. So I think that was step one to that conversation is knowing each other's expectations for our wedding and making sure we were both happy with those um, so that we could, you know, present it as a unified front to both sides of our family. So going into the conversation with our parents, um, I guess the other benefit I had is that I have an older sister who was married before me. So I took notes <laughs> during during her wedding. And I just noticed that a lot of the causes of, you know, stress along the way, and she had a beautiful wedding. This isn't, you know, a statement about her wedding, but little things come up. And I think a lot of it came down to expectations that people had that weren't voiced. So what Danny and I decided to do was sit down with our parents and say, okay, our plan is to have this very small, very intimate wedding. And um, first of all, we'll give you time to process that because that obviously looks different than what either of our parents probably expected for our wedding. But then we also said, this is your chance to tell us what your expectations are for the day. 
And, you know, we didn't do it in like a rude way. We did it like very lovingly, but I basically ended up saying, we're not adding things on after this point. I would love to hear your input. I would love to hear your expectations. We will do our best to honor them. But this is the chance to say those expectations. And it's not going to be five months from now, like, oh, I didn't say this, but I really need this. It's the most important thing in the world to me, blah, 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 right? So just lining things up in that way made it so easy for us because, um, you know, we're two different religions. So there were, you know, things that we had to figure out what each other were comfortable with, what our families expected, and different traditions that were involved in things like that. So um, just being able to set all expectations up front, then if something did come up, which there were a couple of things, we could just look at whoever requested that situation and say, okay, you, you know, this didn't come up in our initial conversation, we'll talk to each other about it, and we'll get back to you. And I think for the most part, we accommodated all of the requests, but but it gave us the out if if it didn't make sense for us that we could say like sorry you know you didn't bring it up early enough yeah <laughs> I hate to say it that way but honestly it was it was probably the best thing that we did for ourselves because my whole goal was to have a stress free planning process um, I'm a very I hate to say this I wasn't always a very anxious person but I think throughout COVID, I became increasingly anxious. And um, just making sure that all expectations were set was something that I could kind of control and make sure that things weren't popping up that I didn't expect that I didn't feel I had control over. It sounds negative to say it that way, but it it kept me sane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think setting boundaries like that is really important. And also knowing who you are, you know, (laughs) I think especially like COVID really did wake up a lot of anxiety in people. And, um, you know, like I, even, even me, I, I never was an anxious person. Um, and I noticed, you know, there are just some things like behaviors that I'm having trouble readjusting into normal life. And, um, it's just like, you know, you catch yourself every once in a while, like, wait, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Like Mm -hmm. what what is it? What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> it's just, it's extra space in your brain. So eliminating anything that might cause a, extra stress and anxiety and frustration and tension is smart because you don't want to end up having a negative experience. And um, I think that can end up, that can be something that is commonly, that commonly occurs during the wedding planning process. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, I also chose not to have a wedding planner and because of my past experience in the industry, but then also I think kind of regretted that because I went into a space of vendors that I wasn't familiar with. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but being able to just kind of go back to those conversations and go back to those original intentions kept me like focused and, and made sure that, you know, I, I knew the decisions that we were making and why we were making them. And, and I think it just streamlined the whole process. Very smart. I think that's <laughs> very smart. Um, okay. So I have one more question and then we're going to jump into a break and then we're going to come back with some more exciting things. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What were your top five favorite moments from your wedding? Oh. <laughs> and did any of them involve cake? <laughs> The cake was excellent. 
<laughs> I have, I feel like, you know, I have to say, I think the first, the top, very top moment was when Danny saw me in my dress for the first time, because I don't think he had any idea what to expect. And um, I think my dress was pretty unique. Everyone probably thinks their dress is pretty unique, but, but I've had lots of comments that confirm my assumption after the fact. So um, and seeing that and even seeing it replayed on video, it, it, he's a, he's a pretty stoic man. And um, so I wasn't really sure like if he would really react or how he would react. So that was, it was really special to see his reaction to, to me for the first time. Um, and then I would say, oh gosh, I think, so we have my one little nephew on our side of the family is the first grandchild. So he was our ring bearer and he was not even two at the time of the wedding. And he was so like looking around when he walked out, he did such a great job. He didn't cry. Like we've had him leave his mom and go to his dad and just kind of like worked out in the processional. But he's like looking around and, and going out and he just runs smack into the back of the chair. <laughs> he wasn't hurt, which is why we can laugh. But just, you know, like, and he's not even as tall as the chair. So <laughs> just a cute little moment there. Um, and then I think um, I would say everybody's speeches at the reception because we still did, you know, my dad did a welcome toast and then the best man and, and my sister did a speech as well. and. It's really interesting to see yourself and your relationship reflected back through the eyes of another person. And I just, the observations that they made about the reasons that we fit well together, I think it was, I mean, they were things I knew, but it was, it was really cool to see that our, our family saw those things as well in us and in our relationship. Um, how many was that? That was three, two more. Um <laughs> I would say also just having the time with both of my grandmothers getting ready with them. It was really, really special. And um, even my papa, my mom's dad came in for a little bit and was like hanging out with us and um, just having that time with them to, to have new memories. And, you know, like when my grandma looked at me after and she was like, I felt really special. She has 14 grandchildren and granted, not all of them are old enough to be married yet, but I don't think that she had had the chance to get ready with, you know, the others that were married. So um, that was really wonderful too. Um, and then I think just seeing our families like interacting with each other and having the chance to do that because we did a small wedding, like everybody was just together all the time and really got to know each other. And I don't think that if we had had a large event, you know, you're entertaining your friends that you've invited and, and things like that. I don't think that they would have had those opportunities if, if it was larger scale. Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad that it worked out perfectly for you and that you, and for your families, you know, you, um, you are still doing a celebration that's larger so that everyone gets to have all of the things that they wanted, but you had these really like special moments. I mean, your favorite moments are all things that except, well, maybe not the, your nephew <laughs> running into the chair, but other than that, most of them are moments that were able to happen because you had a, a micro wedding, a small mm -hmm. wedding. Definitely. I yeah. love that. Well, we will be right back on The Wedding Dish with Becca Wood, and we'll be learning more about some tips she has and important decisions and talking about some vision. So stay tuned. 
And we are back on The Wedding Dish. I, of course, am your hostess with the mostest, Sarah Alipin, and I've got Cluzo behind me taking a very loud bath now um, from snoring to, you know, it's all self-care. It's important (laughs) stuff. My French bulldog bud. And Becca Wood is joining me today. She is the host of Probably Bothered, um, which we will link to um, in show notes and things. Um, And I, of course, got to be a guest on there. And now today, she's a guest on The Wedding Dish, and we're dishing about her wedding. Um, I am super excited to hear a little bit about... um, a little bit more about kind of like after having gone through this process... What are some tips that you would like to share with people who are planning a wedding in a similar um, circumstance to yours? Oh, goodness. I would say, first of all, to make sure that you get on the same page with your partner, no matter what, um, and, and really talk through, even if you both think that you're sure of the decision, like talk through all of the alternatives and make sure that if somebody comes up with some random idea, you're not going to be swayed by said random idea because you are so sure of what you want your day to look like. Because I think that makes all the difference. You know, when, when you can't be kind of picked apart by family cornering one or the other of you. Um, So making sure you both are in agreement and very, very sure of what you want your day to look like. And then also kind of coming to terms with the fact that if you do want a small wedding or have to have a small wedding, um, there are sacrifices and it's okay to be excited about having the small wedding and having the wedding that you dreamed of, but also be sad at this being sad at the same time. Because like for me, for instance, obviously there were, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins that weren't there, but also um, my best friend from childhood, I've known her since I was two years old. And in all of my like wildest dreams, I knew I wanted a small wedding. I didn't think it was going to be 12 people, 15 people. Um, but I, you know, always assumed like she would be a bridesmaid, you know, like 100%. She's basically my second sister. And that was something that was very, very difficult on me was realizing if we planned it in this way, like she wouldn't be there. So it's okay to be sad about the things that come with your decision, but also know that it's the right decision for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's a large wedding, same thing where you're sacrificing maybe some of those special moments that you had in the beginning of your wedding day um, Mm -hmm. with getting ready with your grandmothers and, and, you know, having like these more intimate moments. versus, you know, there yes, I I think it makes total sense that it's it's great to be excited about the benefits of the way you're having your wedding, but it's also it's okay to grieve the things that you aren't going to have because you're celebrating in a different way. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the other thing I would say is honestly the conversation that we had about setting expectations was pivotal for the experience that that we were able to have. And I think it just, you know, respectfully sharing our boundaries and understanding everyone else's expectations allowed everyone to kind of be at peace with the decision that we had made and allowed them to embrace the day as it was without, you know, looking at us day of and being like, I wish my siblings were here or I wish so, you know what I mean? Like 
they were able to just really understand why we wanted it that way and understand that it wasn't going to look the way that they intended and have time to just come to peace with that. So um, I would highly recommend, I feel like I ran, (laughs) ran my engagement like a business meeting, but I don't regret doing that. (laughs) Not between, not between Danny and myself, but between our, us and our families. And I think it was the best thing that we could have done. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like to me, you know, it's sort of like there are a lot of things where if you run it from the business point, in a way, one of the one of the benefits of doing it that way is that you're not engaging emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not emotionally charging something that might be a difficult conversation, especially if it is emotionally charged. Right. Um, so going in with like a neutral, okay. Let's talk this out. Let's like make sure this is what everybody wants. Let's make sure it works efficiently. Um, let's make sure it's as stress free as possible, and um, everyone feels seen and heard, and move forward from there. Exactly. Yeah, I I think you made such a good decision having that conversation early on too, because if you wait, people. As, as you get further into the planning process, people start to really build out and imagine what your day is. And then they have a grieving process when they lose that, even if they support your decision. You know, there is, there's a lot, people have dreams for you. People, you know, the people that love you want the, what they think is the best for you. And what right. they think is the best for you is not always the best for you. <laughs> right. And I guess that's important to say too, because because Danny and I, you know, had had all of these conversations well prior to him actually proposing, we literally, have I lost you? You froze. I don't think so. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hope you edit that. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. Um, But we literally, uh, basically, we got proposed one day, and it was, you know, really important for us and for my parents that we like call the grandparents and we obviously called Danny's parents cause they weren't in town and um, you know, some family and things like that. But basically sat down the next day and we were, we were prepared to have that conversation. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. That, that makes life so much easier. Yeah, definitely does. Definitely does. Good, good job on that. Um <laughs> What was the most important decision that you made about your wedding day? Hmm. I feel like there are so many lenses through which I can answer that. Is picking my groom the answer? <laughs> I mean, that is an important one. <laughs> um, I think, honestly, it was probably the mindset that we went into it with. Because we said for, you know, the, even the entire like engagement period and, and obviously the actual wedding day that the only thing that could ruin our wedding was if we didn't get married. So we were just really open. And I think a part of that was my experience in, in the wedding industry. And I have seen things go wrong, <laughs> uh, like a, a lot of things. So I just, I wasn't, of course, I picked things with intention and it looked the way that I wanted to look, which was very specific. Um, but I was really just open to the idea that something is bound to go wrong and I can choose how I respond to that. So um, I, like, for example, our floral was, it was beautiful, but it wasn't what we had discussed because there were like supply chain issues because of COVID. So 
um, I literally, I remember peeking in at the room and going, well, that's not right. And I was like, is that done? And I was with the photographer who, of course, you know, had no idea if that was done. And they were like, I don't know. So I, you know, we did our big entrance and I looked and I was like, oh, okay, I guess it was done. (laughs) And it's one of those things that you could choose to be annoyed about all night and you could choose to be angry. But at the end of the day, we were married and we, you know, had a wonderful time with our family and flowers didn't change that. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm so I'm so happy that your wedding went so well. I mean, there were things, right? Like, but and that's I guess that's the attitude. I could choose to dwell on the fact that like the floral was off, or I could choose to dwell on the fact that um the wrong song was played when I was walking down the aisle, or I don't know, there were a, a billion little things, but now they're like the funny things that happened at our wedding. They're not the things that ruined our wedding day. So I think that's yeah. the difference. That's a really good attitude and it, mindset is so important and I'm 100% with you. I'm not the person that like would look around and be like, oh, I'm not pleased with that. I am – if I had like a negative interaction, that would – I would it would be a little harder to shake off but mm-hmm. <laughs> the things are just the things at the well, end of the day. And honestly, I did. I don't want to call any vendors out. But there was a vendor that was wonderful to work with until day of and there were some things that went wrong because of basically like they could have told us well ahead of time that these things were going to go wrong and they didn't. And because of my experience, like I recognize that. Um, but again, it's just one of those things that like I could, I could choose to be annoyed or I can just simply purposely not recommend that vendor anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't. So I don't, I don't know. I just, there was, a, I had a moment, I had a weak moment where I was like getting super mad. And then the uh, videographer we worked with, who was wonderful, looked at me and she was like, you hired a great team. Let us be a great team. And I was like, okay, you're right. Hands off. I'm done. Like, I'm just going to go back and get my makeup done and eat my snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you and good for your videographer. Yeah. And and she, she was wonderful. And we had a lot, we did, we really hired a really great team. And I know the importance of that, especially with my experience in the industry. So um, it was a, it was a good reminder at a time I needed it to just say like, we're the professionals. Trust us. You don't have to be the professional right now. So <laughs> it was perfect. That's awesome. Okay. So being a vision coach, which we haven't really talked about a little at all yet, um, and you can kind of like walk us through a little bit what that me- about what that means, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like you might have some insight here. Like how did vision play into the wedding planning process for you and how important was having that vision executing that vision on your wedding day. Yeah. So I feel like I'm being super repetitive here, but um but I think really it came down to Danny and I being on the same page. And we did that early and we made sure we were really really clear. Like we had conversations that I said um I don't know. Let me think of a bogus example. If our parents offered us an like an extra X amount of money to do a huge party, would we do it? And we both were like, no, probably not. And so we we threw out all of these different angles and made sure we were really solid that, yeah, we want something small um, 
he probably, his first choice probably wasn't to get married in Cincinnati, but he knew the importance of, you know, my grandparents being there and it being easy on both of our families to travel. So um, he was on board with that really fast. And then um, there, you know, there are all of these little things that come with it. Like, what does it look like to have speeches? And what does it look like to, do we do a first dance, which we ended up doing formal dances and then just not really like dancing after that. And um, so we got super clear on, is this our vision? Yes. Would anything sway this idea that we have for this day? No, probably not. But we went through all of the avenues and then um, we're just really solid in what that meant. And so in terms of being a vision coach, I think that step one is knowing what you want, but also knowing why you want it. And so for me, I always did want a small wedding. Like I said, probably not just 15 people, but smaller. Um, but my why was to have a stress-free day and to make it safe for my family. And so that included, of course, like my elderly grandparents. They probably won't like that. I just call them elderly, (laughs) but also like, you know, my little nephew who was too young to be vaccinated. And at the time we got engaged, we also like vaccines were maybe just rolling out, but only for healthcare providers. And no one knew like how long it would take to get them and all of that kind of stuff. So um, safety and stress were like my two biggest motivators. So understanding the why behind the decision is wildly important. And then for me, once you have that vision and that clear understanding of why it is your vision, everything else falls into place, right? Every decision you have to make is is it, does it keep me on track to get closer toward my vision or does it make me stray from that track? And every single thing that you kind of pile on just gets you closer and closer and closer. And if you have the lens of where you're going, then you know what you need to do to get there. But if you don't have that lens, that's when you see chaos, (laughs) I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important. And it is pretty impressive that you all were able to ask, you know, if we had this scenario, would we change this? And every time it came back to probably not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, really staying centered in that. I think that's such an important piece that, um, you know, a lot of people don't think about the as they're going through. It's really easy to get wrapped up in a lot of really small stuff and and not you know, see the forest for the trees or whatever that, uh, yeah, whatever that saying is. Well, and especially when it's a day as big as your wedding, right? Because for a lot of people, you know, you only have one for some people you don't, and that's okay too. But, um, (laughs) but regardless, it's, it's the one day with that one person that feels like the culmination of everything, whether it should be or not, that's, you know, what society tells us, but it feels like every single decision is a huge decision and an emotional decision. And so being able to take a step back and just think like, does this keep us on track to what we had originally intended? made all of those little things a lot more clear. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, yes, I could not agree with you more. That makes total sense. Perfect. (laughs) 
Well, on that note, um, tell me a little bit about where can people find you online? Um, and if you want to explain what a vision coach is here, feel free, because I think that might be something that um, I don't know that everybody really knows what that means. Yeah, probably because I decided what to call myself. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. <laughs> so basically, a vision coach is somebody who helps you figure out your bigger picture. And for most most of the time for me, I work with a service-based entrepreneurs. And it's the exact same mindset that I just described. If you don't know where you're going and you don't know why you want to get there, then it's a lot harder to, to get there. You know, think about driving without a map. Where are you going to end up? Nobody really knows. So um, I help people really get clear on their big picture, their why, and then help them when they're in the weeds of their business to refocus decisions based on that vision so that they continue to make progress on the bigger picture instead of those little things that might get you off track. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, and then you can find me, I am at, I am Becca Simone on, I think every social media platform. And then, um, my website is beccawood.com. So Come say hi. I hang out mostly on Instagram, but I do love TikTok. I am a huge TikTok fan. I think it's so entertaining and it's just, I am totally entertained by it. Yeah. I accidentally went viral on TikTok for something totally unrelated. So that was just. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. What was it? For groceries. Oh. Yeah. I basically asked why are groceries so expensive and people had a lot of opinions. They were they were helpful for the most part. They were helpful, but it was really, really interesting to see because I think at the time I only had like a couple hundred followers. And when people say like it can happen like that, it's so true <laughs> and it's so wild. That's amazing. I love that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go look at your TikTok when we get off of here. Please do. Please tell me uh, how to save money on groceries. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like people have so many hacks for that. I have none because I don't even do the grocery shopping in this house. <laughs> You're lucky. It is. Uh, it's a process. <laughs> yes. I. It is one of the responsibilities I am happy to pass off to Philippe. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Well, while you are going over and following Becca, um, you can follow The Wedding Dish at The Wedding Dish Podcast. And our website is theweddingdishpodcast.com where we will have show notes. We'll link to Becca's vendors. um, We'll link to um, Becca's website and social media, all the good stuff. And you can grab transcripts there because we're committed to accessibility on The Wedding Dish. Although I am a little bit behind right now. Sorry in advance. Um, it takes a little bit of time. It, when I get transcripts, they think my name is Sarah Elephant. Oh, no. <laughs> it's always spelled incorrectly. It's just really funny, like the little things that I know the way I say them that are wrong. But I, you know, you have to go through and edit that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put out a crummy product. <laughs> um. And Becca, thank you so much for joining me today. And make sure you check out her podcast, Probably Bothered. Um, and we'll be posting some from some photos from her wedding as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I always love getting the chance to talk about my wedding. So this was such yeah. a fun conversation. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. And everyone, if you like the podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. And until next time, cheers. Thank you.